Hello and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. At Megabyte, we track the financial performance, corporate activity and strategic positioning of over 6,000 of the UK's leading technology and digital businesses. Each month, our research team analyzes dozens of results and corporate transactions in the UK tech sector. As well as delivering extensive company financial and transaction data, our team leverages some 500 CEO relationships to bring our subscribers deep insight into the companies and technology peer groups we track. The aim of this show each month is to summarize the research and data on the Megabyte platform from the previous month with a particular focus on the key themes around corporate activity and valuations. Of course, subscribers can access all of our underlying research and data on the Megabyte platform. The platform now has over 3,000 users across 250 subscribing organizations, including tech companies, banks, advisors, and private equity investors. If you think that the research and data that we, that we provide at Megabyte may be of use to you in your organization, you can now try our Newswire free for 30 days. Simply go to megabyte.com and click the Try Megabyte button to start your trial, and you can also request a platform demo. So here's a quick canter through the key takeaways from this month's Megabyte CEO Barometer. It was actually a decent month for share prices. They were pretty steady on both sides of the Atlantic after a very weak performance during uh, September. Uh, and um, interestingly, though, sh uh, share prices in the software sector were much stronger than they were in ICT services in the ICT services sector for the second month in a row. Valuations, unsurprisingly, given that uh, share prices were, were, were steady, uh, valuations were also steady. Um, and we're now, we've, we've seen a, a relatively stable valuation profile in the quoted sector in the UK really since early spring with the average multiple across about 150 software and ICT services uh, stocks that we track at about 14 or 15 times and that continued to be the case in October. Uh, deal flow was solid as well uh, during October and we are seeing a stabilization I think in some of the areas that have been weak um, and continued strength in, uh, in private equity. The, uh, the capital markets however continue to be very quiet. Nevertheless uh, there have been some uh, follow-on public offerings in the capital markets. I mentioned during uh, last month's show that uh, uh, although IPOs remain uh, non-existent, we haven't seen any IPOs in the UK tech sector uh, so far this year, uh, and it looks set that that's going to be the case for the whole year, which is pretty unprecedented. We did start to see a flow of full-on public offerings um, in September, and that continued to some degree in October, although at a, at a lower level. M&A volumes have been uh, robust again, 47 deals uh, that we uh, registered on our database during October, and we have seen deal volumes at around 40 to 50 now for several months and they've stabilized at around that level. October 2021 was the peak of uh, deal activity for M&A uh, uh, last year, and so actually the year-on-year -year comparison looks pretty bad in M&A volumes, but I don't actually think that tells us very much uh, in terms of the underlying trend, which remains relatively stable. We saw some chunky deals in fintech, some interesting deals on, in BPO actually, and also quite a lot going on in telecom services, which I will talk about as we go through the show. As I mentioned, private equity continues to be very strong, although there was a little bit of a lull in uh, deal activity in September. I mentioned previously that that was nothing really to, to worry about and didn't really represent a trend. And indeed, October has been very strong. We registered eight deals on our platform um, in the month and some particularly interesting deals to talk about in ICT services. And venture capital, which as you know, for regular uh, listeners to the show will know has been uh, very weak 
um, and continues to be weak in terms of year-on-year uh, -year comparisons, but does seem, seem now to be stabilizing uh, in terms of its month-on-month -month performance. We saw relatively stable deal volumes and actually a significant increase month-on-month -month in, uh, in amounts raised, 500 million pounds raised in uh, venture growth capital according to the Megabyte database during October, and that was significantly up on September. So although um, uh, deal volumes and values are significantly down in VC year-on-year, -year, we are seeing a stabilization in that part of the market as well. In terms of the outlook, um, of course, I've been talking quite a lot in the show over the last few months about whether we are, uh, whether we are likely to see some kind of trading weakness um, as the macro, uh, macro issues that we're all aware of start having an impact on tech spending. I think the big thing for me, and I'll talk about more about this later on in the show, it was results particularly from Amazon and Microsoft um, during October. They both talked about quite significant reductions in the um, in the growth profile of their cloud services divisions, albeit still growing quite well, but grow growth slowing from kind of high 30s or even 40% down to 20, uh, mid 20%. Um, and I think that is significant uh, and, and potentially a canary in the coal mine as to what we're going to see in terms of trading patterns as we go through the winter. Anyway, that's a key, qu uh, quick, quick look at the key takeaways from the Megabyte CEO barometer this month. Now let's get into the detail. So turning first then to look in more detail at what's been going on in the capital markets in terms of share price performance, valuations and deal flow. As I mentioned previously, it was a pretty solid month for tech share prices on both sides of the Atlantic. The megabyte universe of about 100 UK listed, sorry, 150 UK listed tech stocks was up 4% uh, during October. Um, the EV EBITDA on that was broadly flat actually at about 14 and a half times. But as I said, software was actually quite a lot stronger than ICT services last month. Software stocks were up on average 6%, with an EV EBITDA multiple broadly flat up slightly at 16 times. ICT services, however, were only uh, were actually down slightly on average, uh, very slightly, and the EV EBITDA multiple dropped by 3% to just over 10 times. So we're hovering around that sort of psychologically important double-digit EV EBITDA multiple on average for ICT services stocks in the UK. Uh, for context, the FTSE 250 was up 4% uh, during October, so the tech sector performing broadly in line with a, a reasonably steady market, especially considering the shenanigans going on elsewhere in politics and economics. Uh, strong also, reasonably strong also in the US, the NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ was up 4% last month, and the EV, EV EBITDA was also up slightly to 15.5 times. The BVP Cloud Index, NASDAQ Cloud Index that I talk about each month, of, uh, these are the, uh, a group of uh, high, typically highly valued, still highly valued, uh, although not as highly valued, uh, high growth SaaS stocks in the US. That was up very slightly in the month, not often we're able to say that, it has had a very torrid time over the last 12 months, but it was up very slightly and the EV sales multiple was also up very slightly, 7.4 times. So overall in terms of share price performance, a pretty robust month. Um, against a pretty horrible uh, macroeconomic back, uh, backdrop. In terms of deal flow, no IPO still. Uh, we're still seeing an IPO desert. Interestingly, we did see a, a, an IPO in the broader tech sector. Obviously, we're focused very much on software and ICT services. In the UK, a fabulous semiconductor business called Sondrel, a small one listed in a 50 million IPO uh, in London. So although that's not in the megabyte universe, it is obviously a tech company in the broader sense. So, you know, perhaps a, a bit of a, a, bit of a, a light at the end of the, of the IPO tunnel, uh, but we shall see. 
few small uh, follow-on public offerings uh, in the UK market as well, and a more significant one uh, within that for Babylon uh, Babylon Health listed in NASDAQ, but still a UK tech company, um, digital, digital company really. Um, as you'll probably know, that's been in all kinds of trouble since it did a SPAC deal last year um, and effectively did a £50 million rescue deal um, or has launched a £50 million rescue deal. So what do we think about the outlook for the capital market sector? As I mentioned, the Sondra IPO is kind of interesting. Um, it'll be very interesting to see whether we do start seeing a trickle of IPOs in the software and ICT services sector. We're not hearing much about anything happening, um, but we might start to see some, um, but probably, I suspect, not until early next year at the very earliest. Um, but the market, on a more positive note, does seem to be, does seem to be more open to follow-on public offerings that are well thought through and well priced. Um, and I still think, although we haven't seen much activity in the last few weeks, I still think that uh, there will there is potential for more public to private activity. We're still seeing quite a significant differential in valuations between private equity and uh, capital markets valuations with pr private equity at a significant premium. And so um, that just suggests that there is going to be more P2Ps as we go through the, the rest of this year and into 2023. So that's it on capital markets. Next, we'll take a look at what's been going on in private equity. So after a brief lull in private equity activity where we only registered a small number of deals in September, uh, we, uh, activity came back very strongly in, in October with eight deals, four MBOs and four uh, SBOs, secondary, uh, secondary buyouts uh, in the UK tech sector. Uh, no carve-outs and no P2Ps uh, during October. Um, but as I said uh, previously, I think we, we are going to continue to see some P2P activity uh, as we go through the next few months. In terms of the ICT services software split, busier in ICT services during October than in software, five ICT services deals and three in software. And let's look just quickly at some of those ICT services deals where I think there were some quite chunky, uh, chunky deals being done and some real kind of classic mid-market PE stuff going on. Um, digital space, that was a secondary buyout. Uh, Horizon sold their uh, stake to Graphite in what we think was about an £80 million deal at about eight and a half, again, our estimate, uh, trailing EV EBITDA multiple. Acora um, in the IT managed services space, that was another secondary buyout, um, sold from Palatine to uh, Lloyd's Development Capital, LDC, in what we think was about a £150 million deal. Uh, again, our estimate at about 15 times trailing EV EBITDA. And in the kind of telecoms networks world, Zalient, and quite a lot of uh, uh, talk about that deal, which has been on and off for a while, uh, that got done with a management buyout from Volpe Capital. Zalient's a, um, quite, a high growth, uh, quite a high growth business in what is not a very high growth part of the market, so an interesting one to track. Uh, that, we think, was about a £47.5 million deal at a pretty high multiple, uh, trailing EV EBITDA of about 24 and a half times, 24 times. But as I said, that, is, that company is growing quite quickly, so the forward-looking multiple will be a lot lower than that. So, you know, an interesting group of really, uh, really sort of classic mid-market deals in ICT services. And also, I would say another classic uh, mid-market secondary buyout in, uh, in software. TrustKey is a business that uh, we followed for many years. Uh, it's a trust and, and fund admin software business in the, broadly in the wealth and asset management software space. That's been in the Silverfleet portfolio for some time. Um, and uh, that was acquired by HG Capital in what we think was a around a £230 million deal. Again, in, at around mid-20s um, EV EBITDA model on a multiple on a current year basis, we estimate. Elsewhere in the software sector, a couple of interesting smaller deals. Talos 360, this is a specialist HCM software business, primarily around recruitment. Uh, that has uh, done a buyout uh, led by uh, management, sorry, secondary buyout um, by 2020 Capital, uh, 
uh, from 2020 Capital, forgive me, to LDC. And again, we think it's about 30, 30 million, about three times sales. And also at the smaller end of the market, one touch in the healthcare software space. Uh, this was August Equity doing a buyout in Ireland, putting two small businesses together in healthcare software um, to, to create a larger business. And um, in, in the way that August typically does, I suspect we'll see some M&A from that company as we go forward. So I think an interesting, an interesting and vibrant month for uh, private equity activity. As you will have gathered as I've talked through, pretty much all of these deals are megabyte estimate values. So uh, we are relying on, on, on our intelligence from companies and advisors that we talk to, to to understand what these valuations were. Overall, though, when we think about valuations, we, 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 we feel they're pretty stable. Um, um, high single digits in ICT services going through to mid or sometimes high teams for, for high quality businesses and software multiples still in the 20s for anything that's of any size and of decent quality. So really, the, 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 the peak of the, of the pandemic multiples has dissipated now, but we are still seeing multiples um, at a premium um, or, or roughly broadly where they were pre-COVID. And as I said, a significant premium to where we're seeing, uh, where we're seeing uh, capital markets valuations. In terms of outlook, no real change. Um, I come back to the point as I always do uh, uh, when we, uh, or I certainly have done for the last few months, talking about what the what the outlook is for private equity is very much uh, aligned with what's happening with trading. Um, I mentioned, and I'll mention again later, about um, some potential for weakness in the trading outlook, particularly with AWS and, and uh, Microsoft talking about that. That is likely to have some impact on um, private equity volumes at some point, I think, over the next six months. Um, you know, it's much harder to do, to get deals done when there is some, some uncertainty in, in um, budgets and, and the outlook. Um, but it's very hard to see how that impact will uh, manifest itself. Um, but I think that's likely to happen over the next few months. But the wave of money within private equity suggests that it will be relatively short-lived. So that's a focus on uh, private equity. Uh, we'll look next at what's been going on in, uh, in venture and growth capital, which had, as I mentioned at the top of the show, a pretty decent month. In terms of overall deal activity, deal numbers were, were stable uh, during uh, October in the venture and growth capital part of the market. We registered 28 deals on our platform, the same number as, as, as October 2021. Although I think the trend is more clearly demonstrated by the fact that uh, total deal numbers year to date are down 24%. Uh, the amount of uh, money raised, though, was down significantly, and we have obviously seen this as a trend. Deal volumes have been relatively stable. Deal values have been down significantly more as the later stage deals, larger later stage deals, have fallen away. Uh, and total funds raised, uh, uh, according to the Megabyte database, in venture and growth capital were 528 million in October. That was down 46% on the previous year, uh, but interestingly, it was up significantly on September, where we registered about 300 million of funds raised. Overall, fundraising is down about 15% to 8.5 billion year to date. Um, but we have to bear in mind with that that Q1 fundraising in venture growth capital was still very strong. We're actually seeing around 1.5, 1 1.2 to 1.5 uh, billion of, of quarterly money raised quarterly in venture growth capital. Um, so the, the run rate is, is more like 5 or 6 million on an annualized basis, which is roughly half what it was in 2021. Um, indeed, there were no mega deals. Uh, again in October, and they are now becoming pretty rare beasts indeed. Uh, and the average raise now is back in this range of, of 10 to 20 million, depending on what the profile looks on each month. Thinking about some notable deals, 
during, or some areas of notable deals during October. FinTech was again strong, obviously, as you'll be aware, FinTech is the single largest area of, uh, of, of investment for uh, venture and growth capital, with the exception perhaps of fiber, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, and in terms of deals, Go Henry Banking for Kids, that raised 50 million in a growth capital deal uh, in October. Money Hub Open Banking Data Solution, 35 million Series B. And Rails R, which used to be called Rails Bank, uh, that's a digital banking platform uh, that raised 23 million in a Series C. So lots of money still going into fintech although not some of the, the hundreds of millions of raises we saw uh, early this year and last year. It's been very busy also in, in the broad government and healthcare software area. A um, couple of interesting deals to talk about there. Zen Educate, a staffing platform for education. That business raised 19 million in a Series A. Um, Enhanced 3D Genomics, as, a, as the name suggests, is a DNA mapping business that raised 10 million in a Series A. So because some quite interesting, um, quite diverse, but quite interesting deals in the broader government healthcare software area. I mentioned when I was talking about private equity that uh, Zen, um, sorry, Talos 360 raised uh, raised money uh, in a private equity deal or, or did a private equity deal. And HCM software generally has been a really vibrant part of the market across pretty much all deal categories we look at. And the same is true within venture and growth capital, particularly true, I would say, in venture and growth capital. And uh, there were a few interesting deals in uh, October. The one I would pick out was CloudPay. This is a global payroll platform. There was a 43 million pound growth capital round for that business. So lots of money still going into HCM software and venture and growth capital. Elsewhere in software, I'd pick out Connex One. This was the single largest deal uh, in the month uh, in venture and growth capital, 93 million sterling Series C raise for, uh, for that business, which is a next-gen customer, exter customer experience software uh, business. And elsewhere in uh, cybersecurity, Immersive Labs raised 60 million in a Series D. So, you know, software, although deal volumes are stable, deal values are down significantly, it is still a reasonably strong fundraising market for businesses that are still trading well, particularly in the, in the B2B enterprise software area. Um, as you know, ICT services is not uh, particularly feature does not particularly feature that highly uh, in venture growth capital, just because they're typically investing in IP rich businesses. One uh, one exception to that was uh, has been the fiber FTTP build out, which has been a massive area of investment for venture and growth capital, as it has been in other asset classes uh, during uh, well over the last few years, really. Uh, there has been some negative commentary, and my colleague uh, Philip Cars, who follows this. Uh, this part of the market very closely and publishes a very detailed quarterly report on the funding trends within FTTP uh, has been has expressed some concern that there has been overbuild and overinvestment in certain parts of the market. But nevertheless, we are still seeing investment going in. Tiger Infrastructure um, uh, put 75 million into uh, rural broadband, which rather interestingly changed its name to global connectivity as well at the same time, which feels like an interesting switch from rural to global, but never mind. Um, so there's more money going in there, but we are, as I said, seeing some concerns about potentially overinvestment going in there, um, but nevertheless, a vi very vibrant area of the market. In terms of the outlook, I think, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I do think now we are seeing uh, a stabilisation. The, 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 the COVID bump in venture and growth capital was just so much bigger than it was elsewhere in the tech sector that it's been a very painful reset. But we seem to be seeing deal volumes and values uh, broadly where they were pre-COVID now. And it doesn't seem to me particularly there should be uh, a reason why they should fall significantly below that level at the moment, notwithstanding what I've been saying about trading. So it feels like we're in a fairly stable pattern in venture um, right now. And um, if you do have a strong enterprise uh, B2B software company, you definitely should be able to still get funding at a sensible valuation. High CapEx, 
uh, moonshot type businesses, particularly in B2C, is where I think we're seeing uh, you know, fundamental change in the market and, and the sentiment really has fundamentally changed in not in a good way for those kind of businesses. But in our world, in the megabyte world of, of enterprise tech, still pretty robust. Okay, so that's a, that's a quick view on what's been going on in venture and growth capital. I will wrap up the review of uh, what's been happening in terms of corporate activity and valuation trends. In the next section, we'll look at M&A, and then I'll talk to you about what I think for the outlook. So looking last, but very definitely not least, at what's been going on in the world of mergers and acquisitions. 47 deals registered on our database during uh, October. 32 of those deals were in software. 15 of those were in ICT services. We'd actually seen a bit of a quieter period for software deals over the last couple of months, and they've come back very strongly in, uh, in October. Uh, October deal numbers relative to October 2021 are down significantly, but as I mentioned before, October 2021 was the peak of the sort of COVID bump in M&A, so I don't think that kind of comparison really tells us a lot about the underlying trend, and we are just seeing a pretty stable and pretty robust M&A market with around 40 to 50 deals each month. Looking at some of the notable software deals, uh, lots going on in enterprise software uh, as ever, and we had deals this month from Access, two deals from Iris this month, one quite chunky one in the form of MyPay uh, from Thomson Reuters, and also a deal from Sage, and quite a lot going on elsewhere within that enterprise software segment. Not a huge number of deals in fintech, but a couple of chunky ones I want to just mention. Um, Eurowag in the payments segment, acquiring Eurowag in a listed, London listed business, acquiring Inello for 256 million. And BNP Paribas acquired Cantox, which is an enterprise currency exchange, for 105 million. So a lot still going on in, in software MA. Um, turning then to look a little bit at ICT services. Couple of chunky deals in telecoms networks and in uh, tech-enabled services. In telecoms networks, wireless infrastructure group buying a group of 1,100 mobile towers for what we think was about 560 million. So further consolidation in that part of the market. And in tech-enabled services, um, innovation group. This is a, t a, a um, insure tech business or more of a tech-enabled service business um, uh, that was taken private by Carlisle uh, back in 2015 for 440 million. And as those of you who read our research, uh, my colleague Rob Warenshow's research on this has been quite a troubled business since it was taken private and has had cash flow issues. It was taken over. Um, by the banks that funded the buyout in 2019 and has done a bit of a divestment program, primarily the software assets uh, since then, and has now found um, a hopefully a more stable home in the form of Allianz X. This is the investment arm of the insurance business uh, for a deal that we think was about 10 times EBITDA or 165 uh, million sterling. So good to see that business find a home, hopefully. Elsewhere in ICT services, ongoing consolidation in telecom services from uh, the regular suspect, the usual suspects, Croft, Babel, CSL, and Firstcom all doing deals during October. In IT consulting, deals for version one, and in Dava, and in IT managed services, deals for Agilico and Cocho. So um, still very vibrant, still very much allied to what's going on in private equity. Vibrant market in private equity, vibrant market in, in M&A because so much of the M&A is driven by um, PE-backed businesses. We are seeing fewer um, M&A, uh, fewer, um, fewer deals for M&A deals for listed businesses, Eurowag being a, a notable exception uh, this month. Um, and I think that is likely continue, to continue given the dynamics between uh, private equity and M&A, uh, sorry, private equity and the capital markets in terms of uh, availability of capital and sentiment generally. Um, but 
the the two are you know my my comments on the outlook for M&A mirror what I talk about private equity. I think increasingly we are going to see some weakness in trading over the winter, and I think that will lead to some weakness in private equity deals. And as a result, given the two are so closely linked, we might then see some weakness in M&A activity as we go through the winter, as people reset their expectations about what growth I think can really look like during 2023. And then just to finish off on that, and to and to look at the outlook and bring bring some of these themes together more generally. Uh, and to talk a little bit more, as I said, I would about uh, the results from uh, from big tech. Don't like that term because it's really advertising and uh, advertising and and uh, 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 media and uh, devices. And when you look at Apple, big tech, the way big tech is characterised by the media doesn't have a huge amount of relevance for UK enterprise tech. But in one important way, it does, and uh, and that's really around um, uh, cloud. Cloud services, AWS and Microsoft in particular, although Google uh, bucked the trend somewhat. Great analysis from again from my colleague Philip Cass, who tracks this part of the market. Just published today, actually, as I'm as, as I'm as I'm recording this uh, this month on what's what's happened within the uh, the hyperscalers uh, during the Q3 results season. And what we saw was actually results not too not too far from expectation, but probably more significantly um, a, a significant reduction in the expectations for growth in the fourth quarter, the calendar fourth quarter. So these businesses, um, AWS particularly and Microsoft in its um, Azure division had been growing in the 30s or even 40%, which is extraordinary when you think about the scale of those businesses. They're now guiding both of those to more like 20%, so mid-20s growth in the fourth quarter. So a significant deceleration. Now, on its own, you might think that is not a data point to get particularly excited about. For me, I think it's potentially the canary in the coal mine. It's such a it's such an indicator of sentiment in the wider enterprise market. These, these services are so broadly used around enterprise tech now, and the ecosystem around them is so dependent on the growth in those parts of the market that I can't help thinking that that is a really important data point in terms of the outlook for the next three to six months in terms of trading. And I th- I do increasingly feel that we are now talking about how much we see a pullback in demand for enterprise tech over the next six to 12 months, rather than whether we see one. I, there's very little doubt in my mind we are going to see that. It's just a case of what degree, and we'll keep tracking that very closely uh, in the Megabyte CEO barometer, and obviously in our detailed research as we go through the winter months. So that's it for this month. Um, Thank you very much for listening and I hope you found the show useful and I look forward to talking to you again next month. Until then, stay safe.